Cam Newton's gone. Ben Simmons wants to be gone and Ronaldo's back home. That and much more coming up next. Be quiet, cut the music, new intro for you guys. We are back, episode 22, another little uh, hiatus again, but we have an off-season, believe it or not, much like these teams, but off-season's coming to an end for all of us. Uh, we got Kylie here, Schultz here, and Hot. Hallinan's teaching or something, and Seattle's on a vacation. So I feel like we should, and Amato, I guess, he might call in or something, who knows. But yeah, a lot to get into today. A lot has happened uh, since we last talked. Uh, pretty sure the Ronaldo news wasn't out then, right? No. No. Yeah, so Ronaldo returns home, which, honest, I'm, I'm going to be straight up transparent. I did not know that was home for him. Uh, so going to out myself right there. But uh, yeah, Ronaldo is back in Man United, allegedly because they did not want Man City to get him which is just the king of pettiness, honestly. And I love it. The Glaziers still suck, but uh, let's, let's talk, let's talk Ronaldo for a little bit here. I mean, so if we're going to say home, he didn't start at Manchester United. He started in Portugal at, I think Lisbon. Sporting. Is yeah. That right? Sporting. Lisbon. Lisbon. Sporting. Oh, was it Lisbon? Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll preface that for anybody who's like the biggest Ronaldo trooper of all time. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I mean, huge news, obviously, between Messi and Ronaldo both moving. Two guys that you probably thought were never going to leave Real Madrid and Barcelona for the last like 10 years are now both gone uh, from, I guess, Ronaldo was at Juventus. So he'd already left, but it's just a crazy switch up. It's really cool from a United standpoint. I'm a Liverpool fan. So so I really don't love seeing Ronaldo there. Um, but yeah, hot. You can talk about Ronaldo. You kind of grew up watching Ronaldo a little bit, right? Your dad's a United fan. You're a United fan. Yeah, I'm extremely pumped that this Ronaldo basically and Wayne Rooney, I think, got me into soccer. Just growing up watching those two uh, score goals, pass to each other, set up each other. It was such great memories for me, and to see him come back to Manchester United especially after what you just said, how Manchester City wanted him, and then Manchester United, or Sir Alex was just like, uh, no, you're not going to Man City, and just stepped in and like, all right, we'll take you. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I will actually probably get back into watching soccer now because he's back on Manchester United. It's definitely cool. I mean, it's we can kind of talk about some of these other transfers because the – just overall, yeah. this transfer window has probably been the craziest I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. Messi, we already talked about Ronaldo, and then Lukaku goes back to Chelsea. That's another coming home type situation. Mm-hmm. Lukaku started at Chelsea. Chelsea sold Lukaku for like, I think, $40 million and then bought him for $115 million. So that's great business on Chelsea's part. And then, I mean, another huge transfer for United was Jadon Sancho. So between yeah. Ronaldo and Sancho, if they don't score a billion goals, I don't know what's going on there. And the other <laughs> homecoming that just happened was Antoine Griezmann's back at Atletico Madrid on loan from Barcelona. So there's been a lot of homecoming deals, which has been pretty cool. And then there's been a lot of people that like have been at places for forever and have left, like Veron, Sergio Ramos, Messi, Jack Grealish. So like between all of those, it's just been a crazy window with a ton of money spent. You can kind of just tell all these owners are like, all right. COVID's over. Let's start spending some money yeah. again because last year it was just so boring. Yeah, it's definitely great. I think even for the game of soccer, too, with all these headlines and all these big names moving, there's always action at the tr- at the transfer deadline, but this one seems to be, like, the biggest names moving of, like, any window before, uh, all, like, in the same window. So that's definitely exciting, and Definitely will change the landscape of the teams competing and stuff. Obviously, the big clubs will still be there, but having those familiar faces on different clubs probably playing against their former clubs a lot in the Champions League will definitely be some entertainment. Um, but definitely Ronaldo to back to Man U, I think is good for the Premier League in general. I think, you know, getting a big superstar like that to any league just boost the popularity and people watching uh, all around the world. So 
be more money for the league in general, which gets dispersed out to all the other clubs. So Crystal Palace, baby, get some money from that probably. So definitely exciting. It'll be interesting to see kind of how all these teams kind of mesh together with some uh, teams adding a bunch of people that already had some really good players and positions. So I think a lot of people will be sitting on the bench that normally you would be seeing playing. So Mbappe also uh, declined a move. Uh, he declined a contract extension from uh, PSG rather for around 45 million a year. And his contract, of course, expires next year. So yeah. uh, he gone. Real Madrid will be giving him about double what you just said. So yeah, I think Real yeah. Blue too. From from the low, I know about the situation. Real could give him the exact same offer or less, and he would take that. Yeah, he would. PSGs. He doesn't yeah, want he to be wants to go. second yeah. fiddle or third fiddle. Yeah, he wants yeah. to go. They were offering him. They were offering like what, like a little over two hundred mil, and they wanted like. 260 or something and now they're just going to get him for no transfer fee just enter pre-negotiation contract in January when the window opens again and just get him for no fee which yeah, (laughs) I mean I guess PSG is going all in. It's not like PSG needs money. They're owned by a country bro. But I mean, next year, we'll just, I want to add this before we move on. Next year is going to be another crazy window because obviously Mbappe is going to be gone. And then Ehrlich Holland, he has his um, first buyout option. So he'll, if you don't know who that is, if you're listening, he's like, I think he's 20, 21. He's probably the second best striker in the world behind Robert Lewandowski at Bayern Munich. So he'll be on the move. He's from Dort. He plays for Dortmund. Uh, we'll probably be seeing him in the Premier League in the near future, if I had to guess. Um I'm hoping as a Liverpool player, but I really can't see that considering our owner has spent $40 million this year when everybody else is spending about $300 million. But that's for another day, another discussion. Let's move on from this. Arsenal needs some. Uh, I had to throw the Arsenal <laughs> yeah, slander. Yes, Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal can't. Yeah. They've already spent $300 million on they're nothing. They're going through it right now. So, uh, dare, we say, dare we say it's relegation for Arsenal? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be it honestly looks like it. They look awful. But. I would enjoy that. We should hopefully give the R word. Yeah, (laughs) honestly. Speaking of wanting out, Ben Simmons made an official today with his trade demand. Uh, We have the whole Rich Paul situation too, which uh, we also have not discussed with Nerlens Noel suing Rich Paul, not listening to offers. That that's just a whole shit show over there. But Ben Simmons making it official that he will not be reporting for camp and once out. Uh, yeah, it looks like we're going to finally get a solution here, but he, it's no longer a rumor that he wants to go. Uh, this is about as clear cut of a confirmation can get here with him. Where do you think he's going, Aiden? <sighs> Portland. I, yeah, I, still I knew you were going to say Portland. It's, it's so hard for me to move off of that. Uh, becomes interesting like Cleveland's off the table now unless they want to roll out with five power forwards which that would be kind of cool they you know play Mobley at the two or something but it's it's hard for me to find another location that's kind of as clear-cut as that I don't think I think Sacramento really really likes what they're building over there Golden State makes no sense to me San Antonio I I never like saying people are going to go there because they just work in such a particular and specific way, it's damn near impossible to predict what they're gonna do. So I'm I'm gonna say Portland or maybe I I don't know Miami's contract situations, but that might be another one as well that would potentially make sense. But it's it's hard to find contracts that match with need just because Ben Simmons, great player, can give you defense. It's hard to find contracts and value that make sense for both sides in a lot of these situations, though, at this point in time, preseason. As the season develops, I'm sure it'll become a little more clear-cut, but Portland's the only one that I see that still really makes a ton of sense. What about Washington? I don't think so. I no? think I think Washington rides out with what they have this year, 
if Bradley Beal wants him, then they go out and try to get him. But I think Washington, unless they get an indication that A, Beal wants him, or B, Beal wants out, he won't end up going there because I think that they really want to roll with what they got. They improved this offseason, honestly. So they're probably going to want to just run it back with the pieces that they currently have. I feel like this kind of hurts his trade value a little bit too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like just doing that, this is just screwing over the Sixers. So uh, I don't know. I feel like they're not going to be like, oh, Ben, you want to go here? Then we'll send you the opposite direction. I, I still love the San Antonio fit. Like, I agree with you. We never know what Pop's master plan is. He's kind of like Belichick where you can't really predict, like, like obvious fits or whatnot. Um, but I do really like that fit just in general from a team perspective. They have some contracts that I know that they can trade and value that the Sixers will definitely like with players like Murray and Derek White. Those are both solid guards that could definitely make a great impact on – that Sixers team. And I think Simmons going the other way would just add a lot of value to the Spurs who kind of need that superstar. We kind of talked about that in the past. They got that star that's going to get them going in the direction again. And I think Simmons kind of fits that do it all type player that pop usually likes the multi-tool player. Uh, but you know what? I think I'll, I'll agree with you with Portland, as long as it's not Damian Lillard going the other way, which right. I think now we, I, I assume it's not going to be Damian Lillard is then Portland just unless I guess unless Damien send me to Philadelphia that would be the only way I would see Damien ending up in yeah Philadelphia I think it would have to be for CJ like that's yeah I I think getting CJ and some change uh you know you have the CJ Covington one as well in which I don't know if you throw in Maxi or something like that let me see if that works uh yeah so like CJ and Covington for Simmons and Maxi or something along those lines um, it's that to me that that's the only one that I see that like scream out that this could be a this could be a good thing here. But it's it's weird, and it's not even like oh you know send me here. It's like what places could actually improve? Oh Minnesota, Minnesota's another. Yeah, one. I could suppose him going there as well. They were reported that, as that's, that's the other. They were reported as like the only one actively seeking for after he announced that he wanted out so i don't really know what they'd give up though you're not gonna maybe d'angelo russell d'lo D'Lo and picks yeah patrick beverly (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know i think they may have bought him out yeah is that is that it for simmons though yeah i mean i'm over simmons like he's not. Yeah. I don't think wherever he goes at this point, he's not going to make the, that team like a playoff like contender. Yeah, they'll probably make the playoffs wherever he goes, but he's not going to be like, oh shit, now they're going to win the finals. Unless maybe Golden State, but they I don't know what they give up in order to like make that work. I I think he can he can raise a ceiling a little bit, but not to that finals level. So like I yeah. think a team like Portland who sucks at defense and has shooters and pieces in place could that could elevate them to that next level, but I don't think it'll be enough to, to get them there. All right. Uh, We got to talk about Bishop Sycamore. Uh, It's, we would not be podcast if we were not discussing, if you're new here, welcome. Uh, I'm sorry that you're having to hear this for presumably the seventh time in your last seven listens of podcasts, but we got to cover it to check that box. Uh, What the hell? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't blame the high school necessarily. I don't blame IMG. IMG is in a situation in which they will play anyone that is willing to play them because of their situation with they're able to recruit. Um, That's as far as I'm going to go with that. But IMG will play anyone who will play them. They have this Ohio challenge. I don't fault them. I don't fault the high school. We have railed on ESPN a lot here, but like, do research before you schedule them. <laughs> they did it before the broadcast and it made it pretty funny with them being like, we have no, I, we have nothing on any of these players outside of one that got like an offer to Louisiana Monroe or something like that. But Oh my Lord, what a story. And I don't think we're ever going to see one of these again. I hope not at least. I mean, there's like no it. way. 
there's no way you'll see see anything like that. I mean, ESPN's getting torn to shreds because of this. I knew nothing was fishy because when I saw the school, and since I live basically on the Cincinnati border, and it was <laughs> oh, like an, right. an Ohio team, I'm like, I have never even heard of this school. Like, what is Bishop Sycamore? Yeah. And that's like one of, like I was, at a bar with one of our buddies and he's like, yeah, what is that team? And I'm like, dude, I have never heard of that school. <laughs> so I, there, that was something fishy for me right there. And then once all that stuff came out, I'm like, Oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> because uh, it's absolutely insane. And they had played like a game on Friday, like the day before too, or like yeah. two days mm-hmm. before a couple days. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It's, it, it gets more bizarre by the minute. It literally just seemed like they're just like, oh shoot, we need to just make it look like we're at least a little legitimate and played like one game before, like three days. Yeah, it's like yeah. that was the last thing that they forgot to do, which is like, oh shit, we have to have one game on our schedule before we start. Like, and also they picked like not or not a bishop for their name. Bishop. Well, so yeah. from, from what I've heard, Sycamore High School is like a well-known school in the Cincinnati area. It is. Right? No, sick. Yeah, yeah. Sycamore yeah. is. Yeah. Like, man, and, and that's co- what I was assuming, like, wait, too. is there another school up there? But like, I was like, I would have definitely known about it, but yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, they fired the guy. Uh, I don't, I don't know who they is necessarily, yeah. but someone yeah, fired him. Um, I don't, maybe it was him firing himself or something like that, similar to like what Scott Frost is trying to do at Nebraska with some of his comments. But yeah, it's weird. It's just football's back, though. Football's back. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that they had like college age kids playing for that team, too. They were like Juco, like rejects, like. I don't know. They're just trying to play some ball and they finessed it and it worked out. But now I'm sure there's going to be some uh, charges or something coming out. It has to come from ESPN because it's not like they lied to the Ohio Athletic Association because they are not a member of it. They're not no. a member of any. <laughs> so, yeah. like, maybe IMG could do something, but they like wiped the floor with them. It's not their fault. Um, <laughs> It's weird. It's weird. Like the one kid, I'm thinking of number 54. Uh, we don't know his name. They did not have his name on the roster, but the dude probably <laughs> tore his ACL. And as he's lying there, ESPN's looking for like his name. They're like, we don't have his name on the roster that was provided <laughs> to us. Pre-game, they were asking, like the coach literally turned around and asked the player what his name was. Like in front of some, it's just like... <laughs> How many more of these are there out there that like we found one? I don't think there's a shot. This is the only one necessarily, but like, is there some guy in like Utah sweating at the moment? Like, oh shit, they're gonna find out. <laughs> like, I, I I don't know. Like, how bold can you be to schedule a game on ESPN with IMG with your fake high school? Did he? Like, did they think they were gonna beat all of these five star athletes? That's my other thing. Like no, they're going no up shot. against guys that are gonna be playing in the SEC against like kids that can't even play in JUCO. So like I'm, I'm confused yeah. what the what any of the point of like playing this team like just getting like in trouble. Well, was. you get the publicity, right? So you get the publicity. Publicity but, of yeah. being a felon with a like a yeah, one up that's, your rest. and that's it was rather short sighted. But they did get the publicity. So it did. I'm talking about it right now. So I guess I, I guess it worked. Um, but yeah, the other football story I really loved from the weekend was Scott Frost and Nebraska shitting the bed against, I believe, Illinois' Illinois. backup quarterback. Yeah. Um my favorite quote, uh, he had he said something along the lines of I'm I'm finding it right now. Here we go. So after the game, he said about half of our game plan was out the window when they lined up how they did. What? Oh, my. I didn't even hear that. Holy shit. Like, why would why would you admit to that? Yeah. 
like that could be true and all but like it's like Javi Baez too saying the quiet part out loud of like oh we're booing the fans it's like that's great like don't say it yeah <laughs> do not like it's like he is trying to get himself fired it is unbelievable and he admitted he's like yeah I called all the plays and everything so it's like cool but it's like but everything we prepared for we had to throw out half of it so the other half that we prepared for was that shit show that you saw like unreal yeah unbelievable so the other thing is they're also under investigation which means when he does get fired it'll be for cause and he won't get his 20 million dollar buyout so he's just shit out of luck he is. He made the biggest mistake of his life leaving. Yeah. UCF. Yeah. I guess financially, had, probably not, but I'm sure I don't see him getting another him. big. Yeah. I'm, I also don't see him getting another job, even remotely as big as Nebraska yeah. ever again, probably. No. He was I'm so fun, chance. too, when they were, when they beat, they beat Auburn, right? Yeah. Ben, yeah. Ben Kiley, they beat Auburn. Did they beat Auburn, man? Yeah. They were national champs that year. Yeah. <laughs> that was I mean, a that was a New Year's Six Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that was it was a, uh, there were a bunch of defensive turnovers, weren't there? Or... I thought it was Peach Bowl. Yeah, it was, I was Peach Bowl. Because I was, Bowl too. Yeah, I, was, it was I, I was in a first watch eating eating some eggs, watching a watching like an interception get taken back or something like that. It was, mm-hmm. it was a good time. Talk about how the uh, the first points of the season were uh, safety off that punt return that <laughs> oh, which is right. like, the, like the worst like caught punt I've ever seen like he's his momentum's taking him toward the end zone he catches it at like the two uh, like every everything you're taught I believe <laughs> is to never catch a ball like outside the 10 or inside the 10. And this guy just keeps running back <laughs> and catches it at the two and lets his momentum take him into the end zone. Yeah, that was tough to watch. It was pretty cool. So I was looking at uh, when I looked up the Scott Frost quote, it had his introductory press conference here. And one of the quotes he had in this one, too, where I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify their system to us uh, in regards to uh, Chip Kelly adjusting at Oregon and stuff like that and with him moving around. So very funny looking, uh, looking at these uh, press quotes now four years down the line when presumably it's going up in flames. Uh, not. A I good saw luck. some like good tweets like that resurfaced like of like commentators saying that Scott Frost will be competing for national championships within two or three years at Nebraska and will like restore the program and everything. And we'll be in the Big Ten championship game every year. I don't think he's been to one. Not even. Is there another? Right? Uh, no, he. Oh, wait, no, he hasn't. No. Nebraska has. I was going to ask, is Nebraska, is, is this the, like the hardest fall of any like major program from like any of the Blue Blood? I, would you consider Nebraska Blue Blood? I think I think that's pretty universal. That they're blue yeah. Blood. yeah, historically. Like that's what I'm saying, though. Are there any even close to how bad Nebraska is? Miami. Like I think. Up until but Miami's, but even then, they would at least they're preseason top twenty-five. Sometimes they were. Michigan had some three and nine years. Michigan, okay, yeah, that's a good one. I'm just thinking like been pretty disastrous. Yeah, I think that's the best shout. I didn't want to bring them up right now. Yeah, Florida State's been awful, and like I don't see them getting better in a while. That's what I'm kind of what I was trying to get at. Is like Nebraska. I don't see them being good for a couple of years at least, and Florida State's the same boat. They're both terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nebraska is another kind of terrible because, like, at least Florida State, you can sell like recruits on yeah. like wanting to go to Florida and like the history, and then also just the fact that there are recruits in Florida. There's not recruits in Nebraska, so even you could just yeah. recruit your home state and you'll be at yeah. least okay in Florida State. Nebraska, they like they're relying on getting these kids from like out of Texas and out of Oklahoma and all those all the big pipeline states. And now there's like just no chance that these kids are ever going to want to go to Nebraska. Yeah. They're good. They're, they're kind of screwed, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So with, uh, with Miami, I've looked since 2009. Uh, let's go. So 2005, they're ranked 17th at the end of the season. 
since then they have been ranked in one, two, three, four seasons at the end of like, the season. Okay. End of the season, like AP poll end of the season. Uh, I think they turned the corner finally, but uh, there's a lot of six and six, seven and six, not like Nebraska bad necessarily or how it's looking or like Michigan bad with three and nine, but a lot of just like 500s are coming in like, oh, we're the eighth ranked team, like 2018 Miami. They came in as the eighth ranked team and finished seven and six. Uh, Yeah, that's not good. So not ideal. Um. Yeah, we didn't talk. I want to talk Wisconsin really quick too. We didn't bring it up because you weren't on. That's just so, that's ridiculous, disrespectful. I feel disrespectful. Is it is it disrespectful <laughs> to not bring them up when you're talking about the biggest games of week one? And there's a twelve. Oh, that's definitely a big game. That's yeah, definitely that's what I'm saying. Thanks, okay. Scott. Yeah. Okay. That's all I wanted. I wanted a little bit. I, I see where you're coming from. We were coming. That, yeah. Go we ahead. were ducking away from the conference games. And since it happened to be the, wasn't the first, the first one brought up was the was a conference game, the IU game. That was I'm yeah, on, that was Seattle. Yeah, so that was the first. He one just liked the line on that one. Anyway, we'll him since he's not here. Yeah, <laughs> nice scapegoat there, buddy. <laughs> I am. I'm really excited. I think Wisconsin's going to be phenomenal this year. Um, between, I think it's either them or Ohio State for the uh, for the Big Ten championship, and. This is the most confident I've felt from a Wisconsin team perspective going into the season. I think they're a lot more complete than they have before. Obviously, they're lacking like that superstar running back, but quarterback play and wide receiver play is going to be awesome. Their offensive line is much improved from last year, and then the defense is getting a lot of returning players back, obviously. Shout out, Carl Burks. There he is. And then I'm, I'm excited overall. We'll see. Definitely a down year from Wisconsin last year. Um, I expect them to be really good, and I have no know nothing about Penn State, but I expect to win this game, especially because it's in Camp Randall. It's hard for me to I'm take stock in last year too, uh, just because of COVID and everything. I mean, so yeah, Wisconsin go. was like a top ten team, and then all of a sudden Graham Mertz got COVID, and they were out. He was out for two yeah. weeks, and we were yeah. out of the, any conversation for anything. I'm excited to see that Shea Maluzzi, the running yeah. back, um, to He's Maple's gonna... boy. Um, Clemson uh, I'm, ver- I'm very, very excited to see what he does, especially I mean, number one back at Wisconsin. You got to be special. So, yeah, especially walking in and becoming the number one back. Yeah. I thought Jalen Berger was for sure just going to be the number one starter, hands down. Uh, and that just makes me even more excited because Jalen Berger showed flashes last year, too. He was injured for part of the season last year. So between him and uh, Malusi, I think it's going to be a pretty solid back backfield. Uh, and then they still have they have some guys returning from the wide receiver position, and then Jake Ferguson, who's one of the best tight ends in the NCAA the last couple of years, he's back. Uh, and if you watch the games, they'll tell you that is Barry Alvarez's cousin, or nephew like about 30 times, or grandson, one of the two. Probably grandson. I think he's just grandson. But every single game you watch, it's just Jake Ferguson makes a catch, and he's pretty good, so he makes a lot of catches. just like Barry Alvarez's grandson with another <laughs> reception. Right. They, they, they say it after every catch. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's a great player, but like <laughs> – we get it. <laughs> you probably not slide some Barry money retired. under there. Yeah, who knows, bro? But Barry Alvarez is retired, so maybe not anymore. I'm sure he'll still mention it, but I don't so know. On I Wisconsin. Just, I, I took a peek at one that I like. Uh, UNT minus five and a half uh, yeah. over Virginia Tech. It is at Virginia Tech, but that is going to be an electric atmosphere. Uh, What's the over on that? 100? 60, 64. 64. But uh, Sam Howell starts his uh, campaign to go top three, maybe one, uh, in Blacksburg, Virginia, at that stadium. Uh, I like it. I like the minus five and a half there. I'm not normally yeah. betting. I think before you hopped on, I was – I don't know if you were on yet, but I said that I was going to hammer whatever the line was. And five and a half, I'm definitely hammering that. Yeah. It seems low. Kind of concerns me. Uh, Minnesota yes. to cover. Ooh. I like the over for sure in Minnesota, Ohio State. What is it? I think it's like 63 and a half. Damn. Minnesota plays good defense usually. Yeah. I know. I'm just in Minnesota. On, I'm just relying on the both offenses in the defense. Or well, I'm just relying on Ohio State's defense to give up points and also for Ohio State to put up a shit ton on offense. Both are probably likely. Mm-hmm. 
how do we feel about a Miami backdoor cover at minus 19 and a half? <laughs> Are they really 19 and a half? Oh my yeah, I'd be. Mm. I don't know. That, that's a, that's a, uh, I don't no, like I th- that. I th- no, I think they're going to get blown out. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like that line, though. I think Alabama blows them out. They like anytime Alabama plays any of these like fringe, like they played USC a couple of years ago, and USC was like a top 20 team, and like everybody's like, oh, they might give Bama a chance. And like Bama, I think, ah, uh, shoot. What was Bl- Blake Sims? Is that the name that I'm thinking of? 2014. Yeah. 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 No, not Blake Sims. Shoot. Whoever. Coker. Whoever Jalen Hurts came in to replace. I think it was. Uh, his freshman year. Was I it was Coker? Coker. I think, I think it, it was Coker. Coker. But Coker threw an interception and then Jalen Hurts comes in and, or something like that. And then USC scored. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, shit, are they going to win? And then Jalen Hurts just comes in, throws like a 60-yard bomb. And then they <laughs> win like. 48 to seven. It was just like, not even, I think, I think I like stopped watching at halftime and it was, but I, that's kind of what I see with Miami. Obviously I think this Miami team is a little more talented than that USC team, mm-hmm. but it's Alabama and they're playing, aren't they playing in Atlanta? Yes. Yeah. They're going to win by 40. Yeah. That's they don't like lose in, home. <laughs> yeah, they don't, that's their first home, bro. They don't, yeah. they don't <laughs> lose there. Yeah. Football's back. Finally. Um, I'm excited. I want to throw some baseball stuff in here too. Uh, oh, what, before, eight, eight, before we do eight, this, eight, yeah, eight, yeah, one more you thing. do it. You can do it hot. What? You can shout out your boy. Oh, I, I forgot about that. But also, did you guys see Quinn Ewers uh, signed one point four million dollar NIL deal? Which I mean, for a fourth string quarterback this year, that's absolutely insane. Uh, a lot of potential in him. Yeah, if that's like the bar, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see how much higher the bar gets set. This is going to be worse than the dot com bubble when the shit bursts. Like, (laughs) it is going to regulate so fast. But I'm excited for that to be brought up in like pre draft interviews, uh, like at the combine and shit. Like, oh, you uh, we see you signed one point five million dollars. What? How did you invest that money? And then they take that as like a. uh, indication oh, of their yeah. character or mm, whatever like they, they always that. they have like uh i forgot what the like really dumb questions are that they ask um but they always have a few like stereotypical dumb questions that they ask every mm-hmm. single combine cycle so i'm excited for the uh nil ones to get a to get worked in there one last thing before we move on hot's friend made this pretty cool website called cfb pick six p-i-c-k and then the number six uh, you can explain it hot. It's your friend. Yeah. Um, so it's basically a fun game to play with a group of friends. You get to pick six, uh, college football teams, uh, in a snake draft style. And the goal of it is to pick the most, the teams that you think will have the combined to have the most amount of wins throughout the yeah. season. So just so takes want- all six of the teams and adds them all up. Yeah. So you don't want to necessarily take, this like every sec team you want to find your like apps appalachian states your boise states to you want to pick the teams that have the easiest schedules basically yeah it's super and, fun we we've done been doing it for the past couple of years but yeah i just wanted to shout them out because i yeah. i really like that and it's we a really tonight. fun website I'm excited. you can make your own conferences with all your friends go try it out first spot plug First sponsor. First they make, sponsor, to- yeah. they make, they make yeah. zero dollars. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll grow with them, damn it. <laughs> so, moving, uh, we'll throw like it in I, the link in our bio. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. link in the bio, link in the description. Uh, we got to give a shout out to Javi Baez. Uh, you know, there are some <laughs> Cubs connections here. Uh, I saw my first game at Wrigley Field. Great field. Worst fucking game I've seen in my life, though. It was Cubs Royals. It was like 10 to 1. It was just miserable. It convinced me to get Nikki Lopez on my fantasy team, though, so that was kind of cool. But that was about the only value. I got sunburnt on the left side of my body only. Uh, They have good hot dogs there, but the baseball product on the field was the worst I have ever seen. So, Javi Baez, if you haven't heard, uh, I'm not going to explain the situation. Uh, I'll explain if you haven't heard today's situation, though. Uh, He was the reason, essentially, that they walked off the Marlins. Uh, the day that all this shit came out, 
uh, Javi, with his phenomenal base running and hustle, ended up scoring from first on a single uh, to win the game for the uh, for the Mets. Even though the Marlins, it was a makeup game from a few weeks ago. The Marlins had, I believe, three players that were in that game that no longer were even on the team. So they had a catcher in left field and shit like that. But uh, oh, shit. shout out Javi. Uh, the same day that all this shit really comes out and hits the fan and he makes his non-apology, he uh, wins the Mets the game. And I, honestly, I don't think there's a better way to sum him up than that. Well, one one way. Just that slow motion video of him trying to hit a curveball <laughs> against the Giants. <laughs> I think that's the only other better yeah. way to sum up Javi Baez. <laughs> <laughs> I take, got nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> you take the, <laughs> you take him for what he is. Um, shout out Wander Franco to 30 game on base streak. Uh, looking to move it to 31 tonight. He is in absolute historical territory with that. Yeah. Uh, I think he has like two people ahead of him total in MLB history uh, that have gone further as a rookie for on-base streaks, so that's uh, pretty cool, especially from a dude that ain't turned 21 until March. Enough baseball, so enough Rays, uh, NFL. What do you mean? Shout out Brewers. Before oh, yeah, shout on. out Brewers. No, dude, winning, we, we don't care about small markets. <laughs> we don't care about small markets. <laughs> the, the Brewers don't lose. No. Nah. My dream United. situation is Brewers-Rays World Series just because both of those teams have a knack of not losing, and I just want to see what, like, that would look like in the world series. It would also be cool because we got Willie Adamas and then I'm yeah. sure Rasmussen will be throwing. Yeah. Fire eyes trade that directly like affected, like, or change the trajectory for both. Like fire eyes and two, uh, just started uh, pitching again for us last night. He's been hurt the past, uh, about month or so, but angel looking good still. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it, it started to fall off, but then he got hurt and came back and was fine again. So, they got hurt, tried to teach him how to use the sticky stuff in a less yeah. obvious way. Uh, no, no sticky stuff. I'm just there's, kidding. <laughs> there's no spin rates. No spin rates increasing all of a sudden over the past two weeks. Well, thank goodness. Um, Cam Newton got cut today. Uh, that's kind of our uninspired segue into the NFL. But uh, <laughs> personally for me, that, that kind of shocked me. I don't think Cam Newton's good anymore, but I don't think, like, I didn't think he was going to get cut. I, I really didn't. So, yeah, we got our answer for. I got to listen back to what our Mac Jones prediction was for last week on when he was going to start. But uh, Cam Newton is out the door in New England. I mean, yeah. I think they cut him because, like, why keep that negative? Like, if you're not going to, if Mac's your guy, you might as well just cut, like, the guy that's going to bring all this baggage of, like, because he's, he's not an attention whore, but, like, he definitely has a pretty big media presence and you might as well get all those types of distractions out of Mac Jones's way right from the beginning, especially if you want to start Mac at the beginning of the season anyway. And he got COVID. Yeah. And, and well, and he's, he, yeah. he's an anti-vaxxer. So I think yeah. like Bill Belichick's just like, I mean, bro, let's just like, mm-hmm. here. I was, I was under the impression maybe that he asked to be cut if he wasn't the, the number one I was one thinking guy. that too. Yeah. So who knows if that's the truth, but that's where my line first, was leaning, but I could definitely understand that scenario as well, Schultz. I think that's probably this yeah. probably what they actually did, the smart way. I, I could see Cam just being like, hey, I mean, you don't have to like, like if I'm not going to be the starter, I could see that too hot. And mm-hmm. it also, like, if you watch any of the Mac Jones highlights, which I watched very few, but from the ones that I did, he looked pretty good. So, I mean, I think that made the decision a lot easier regardless of what that decision ended up being from our speculations. So, I think between Mac Jones looking good, Cam looking like a question mark, and uh, just, I don't know, all of his antics off the field. Uh, who knows? I think Bill Belichick's probably happy to move on from Cam Newton after that experiment. <laughs> yeah, definitely Mac Jones fits the offense better. He will he looked ready to go. He's solid. I think just handing him the keys, he'll just even continue to get better and better. I just think Cam's just kind of one of those alpha guys that you can't just stick him on the bench and he'll just be fine with it. I think cutting him, giving him the chance to explore his options, see if maybe Houston or someone will pick him up. Tyrod's unluckiness 
continuing with uh, Cam Newton coming to town, maybe? Uh, so it depends. We're going to be a very run-heavy offense this year. Um, neither of our quarterbacks can throw the ball, and our third string is uh, playing safety, I guess, for us. It might be in Miami at some point. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't see us signing him personally. I do think he'll sign somewhere, but it'll be kind of like a who was it that came back? He may have. Did Jay Cutler come out of retirement in the middle of the season to go to the Dolphins? Am I remembering that right? I think he did. I think think you're right. I think we're going to see a situation similar to that where quarterback gets hurt. Could be like, I thought of one, Washington. Washington would, like, that one kind of sticks out where, like, they do not have a quarterback that I feel comfortable with. I feel like every other team in the league outside of Houston, honestly, has – like a clear cut number one guy that you would feel comfortable with running the show. Uh, Carolina might be the only other, but like Denver, you have, you know, like you have two options that are suboptimal. Uh, Washington though, I'd say that's, that's the closest thing, honestly, to not having one. So I'm, I'm going to say he waits until uh, a starting job opens up for him via injury. Yeah. Or maybe he just that. takes the time to, continue to get more healthy with that shoulder and see what next offseason plays out like i don't i don't know if what he can a, get more healthy that's that's kind of my thing like i think he is what he is at this point not the colts kylie you don't want him in uh indianapolis <laughs> no for when carson wentz's body breaks again uh, he has covid too uh we, oh. we should mention that they can hang out together maybe they're yeah, hanging yeah. out we'll take him in Cincinnati if Joe Burrow goes down again. Yeah. That Joe Burrow moment, too, was so cool with him coming back for those. Uh, yeah. Did he end up yeah, playing his three snaps or was it just the one? It was three snaps. Okay. That was pretty cool. One okay. of them, he just threw it to Jamar Chase and it just went straight through his arm. <laughs> He'll hands. get it. He'll get it. it Maybe one he's day. Gonna be, he's going to be good. He's going to be I'm, good. I'm still – I'm, cons- I'm concerned about that, though. Very much so. Uh, it just seems like he's afraid of contact. It's right a mental now. thing. Like, that catch is something that you don't catch if you're afraid that you're going to get hit right away. Well, it's like he, he, the guy hasn't played – he hasn't played organized football in a year, and you're not only coming back, but you're coming back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a adjustment regardless of how good you are. So I think he'll eventually get it. He'll be a hell of a receiver. But I am certainly concerned because if he has the yips, you're fucked. Like that is hard to – uh that's hard to get over. I hate throwing out the yips too, but uh, that's my diagnosis. It's been of. happening too much lately. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, let's see what else? What else? What else? E- Etn got hurt. Uh, probably done for the season. Uh, I'm gonna throw in my NFL pick too. Jaguars. And oh, and Dobbins too. Yeah. So I'm gonna throw in my uh. NFL pick right now uh, for win losses. I'm going to say Jaguars are going to win less than six and a half games this year. Uh, they're going to be in, in contention for the first overall pick. Not, I think Trevor Lawrence could still very well be rookie of the year pretty easily. I don't think it's going to matter though, because of how bad the rest of that team is. Like that is not, they have weapons. They've had weapons, but uh, defense, not good. And yeah, still a lot of holes there. So Urban's yeah, got his work cut out for him. A lot of holes. I, I'm going to say less than six and a half wins for Jacksonville is kind of uh, my bet for the season. Yeah, I don't think that's that hot of a take. The only no. thing is they're not in a great division. Like they, I don't know if they have two guaranteed wins, but they definitely have. I think they're going to win one of the two against you guys. Yeah. In Houston, so that would be the only <laughs> thing where like week one Jacksonville. That's going to be Houston. so ugly. Jacksonville at Houston week one. The line is Jacksonville by three. Oh my lord! I cannot wait to watch that game. That is going to be ugly. Take the under on that. Over under is at forty five. Oh man, both those defenses suck though. But oh, so it's the offenses. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> disgusting. I don't know. The Jacksonville offense isn't bad. They have weapons. They don't have. They a have line, fun. Though. They have fun pieces. Yeah, they. Yeah. Have- they're just gonna be slinging and can't score with slinging the Trevor rock. Lawrence on his back. That's true. James Rob- at least they like they lose Etienne, but they still have James Robinson. Like yeah. it's not like they, they they have a guy that was arguably the best running 
uh, rookie running back in the NFL last year. So not a bad compromise there, I wouldn't say. They don't have Urban's tandem, though, that he desired. (sighs) Might hurt things over there. Shoot. I'm looking at all these over-under wins. I'm just not a fan of any of them. You think MCDC and the boys are going to go out there and get five wins? Over under who's, five wins. The, the Lions. Who the hell is MCDC? Oh. Motor City, Dan Campbell, over. baby. Electric over factor. five wins. I like their, the Lions. Their defense are, is good. They have a I good like defense. The Lions. Isn't their, their defensive lines like really good, aren't they? Did you guys see the Lions cut both their kickers today? So they have no kickers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Jackson says it's a classic Lions thing. They'll scoop someone that got cut. Hmm. Ooh, I'll say okay. Lions go over as well. It's oh, I gotta look at hundred. It's pretty decent. I'm. What's the, they're five and a half? No, it's five even. So five gets money back. Six, six you win. Okay, I got mine actually. Let's hear um, it. I was I just perused the schedule a little bit, so I'm not I didn't look at it and calculate, but I'm gonna go Chargers over nine and a half wins. That offense Ooh. is beautiful to me as long as they all stay healthy, and it, uh, the defense with Bosa healthy and Casey Hayward, Derwin they have James. a lot of pieces. Derwin James, if they have all these pieces, stay healthy. They're very com- they're a very complete football team. Um, and I really I, I like their odds a lot. Um, what is it right now? Nine and a half is minus one ten for the over. Um, and I think Herbert takes that next step. He's going to be phenomenal. Um, we'll see. But I, the Chargers are going to be fun to watch regardless. So, and hopefully Mike Williams takes that next step and it's healthy all year because I am very heavy heavily invested in Mike Williams stock in fantasy football. Understandably so. Love me some Mike Williams. I think Raiders under seven potentially could. Could be uh, something that could happen. I, I just am not high on them this year, and everyone in their division just keeps getting better and better. So, they're, they, I mean, that's, what, six tough games that they'll have at least. And then I don't know what the rest of their schedule is, but, I mean. Oh, my God. They're, they're what do you, not what do you guys think? Good. What do you think about this? We have the Eagles at – Six and a half, and the Giants at seven. Isn't that a little absurd that that the Giants have are projected more wins than the Giants or than the Eagles? Or am I I just crazy? I don't. I think think I like the Eagles quarterback situation a lot more than the Giants. I'm also a little high on Jalen Hurts to be fair. Yeah, I like, but I like the Giants better there. Um, I like that defense a little more. Yeah, Uh, quarterback obviously. It's. I don't think it's good either way, but True. I would say overall weapons. I'm giving it to the Giants there. Yeah. Um, line if they goes, stay healthy. Line goes the Eagles' way, assuming they stay healthy, but they never tend to. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Giants. I, honestly, I let me look Fair at enough. the NFC East before. Yeah, I have, I'm gonna say either the, the Giants East is or. Weird. It's the weirdest. It's. I think it's gonna be weirder this year than last year because there's one more game for things to go crazy uh we don't know how healthy Dak is um if Dak's healthy I think it should be Dallas but I could see Washington or New York kind of taking this thing home this year like they need a representative of some sort uh Washington's defense is sick yeah this is not good though um we'll see what Fitz Magic can do he's always He's good for about 500, and that might. Be I'm really awesome. high on Gibson. Yeah, I, I think he's. I he's think so he can good. turn into a star there, but yeah. who knows? I, they and they have good receivers too. Line situation. The sheriff. Yeah. That, One uh, other bet that I really like. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's not like a real like I would not put money on this. I just put money on it for vibes. It's um player to throw the most interceptions in the NFL this year. For some reason, Jameis Winston isn't the favorite, and he Lasik, literally. Baby. Yeah, mean, that's why. But like, come on, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's Jameis Winston. Like he's, he's still gonna, gonna be throw MVP, You think? You think? <laughs> yeah. yeah but see. let's see. It's got Sam Donald at plus seven fifty as the favorite, and then 
Jameis Winston's at plus 1,600. And then they have, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick at plus 750. If Ryan Fitzpatrick is leading the NFL in interceptions, like, halfway through the season, he's not finishing the season as the starting quarterback. I'm assuming that's, that's just, a thought with Jameis, though, too. Maybe, but I wouldn't – like, I would feel a lot less comfortable putting Taysom Hill as, like, a replacement for the starting quarterback. I know some feel- people are high on Taysom, but I just yeah. – I don't really get the whole fit there. He's not – I don't think he's a – playoff caliber quarterback and Jameis Winston's at least got I don't I'd rather have Jameis starting all 16 games where's, uh, but I do, where's Kirk Cousins on that list uh let's see plus 2200 okay because Kirk is really the only one Kirk or Goff maybe um, Goff is plus 800 I like the value on Kirk are you looking down DraftKings? yep could be different His somewhere Vandals else are way different really yeah Fitz Fitzpatrick's a favorite at plus five hundred. Okay, you see, I still I'm sticking with the fact that I don't like that one. Roethlisberger's plus twelve hundred on this. That's Carson so weird Wentz that they're is that the different. Fourth favorite, which I don't think it. The Colts are going to be putting him in any position to be throwing a ton yeah. of interceptions. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Her. Would just be that would just be Wentz playing absolute. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What's Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has <laughs> better odds, or like he, he's less likely to throw the most interceptions than Jordan Love. <laughs> Damn. Aaron Rodgers is plus twenty thousand, and Jordan Love is plus five thousand. <laughs> like it's not even close. Like obviously that makes a lot of sense, but the fact that his backup is that high, it's because he could get injured or whatnot. But still, yeah. oh man. Anyway, I just I was interested in that. I want to see what you guys had to say, but I I like Jameis for yeah. I like the Kirk uh, odds too for that, just because he's going to be playing probably all, every game. I, I don't think Kellen Mond like I don't think they're going to switch over to Kellen Mond. At well, he's awful. So yeah, um, well, well, and we'll have more on that too next week. Nah, he fumbles plus twenty six hundred. Yeah, he fumbles. He doesn't throw. His total turnovers different story. Um, but uh. Yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll have more on that next week, too. Uh, next week, we'll do a college football recap and then uh, maybe a little more football talk. We'll, we'll see. Something's probably going to come up, though. Maybe it's a Deshaun Watson trade. Who knows? Um, that would be cool. Give us something to talk about. Maybe some week one predictions. Yeah, perhaps. We'll see. Uh, anything else before uh, we sign off for the day? Yeah, Butler's going international, boys. That's right. We got our <laughs> Lithuanian uh what's his name something weird but it, i'm i'm excited for that um he looked okay from the highlights that i saw so he played pro Butler, somewhere didn't play much yeah, but he if, played pro so if he Good can dollars. i mean if we can Good establish dollars. a pipeline in europe that is cool stuff anywho <laughs> yeah that's all i wanted to add go dogs baby go dogs get on board with that is that it we done I'm good yeah all right <laughs> We out. Thank you. Uh, See you guys back here next week. Later.